0: This is Grand Traverse Outside, nature news you can use. Today, Kay Charter from Saving Birds Through Habitat is here to tell us about the recent migrant bird arrivals in our area. What are you seeing out there, Kay?
1: Well, this week, Jim, I'd like to talk about bluebirds uh, because people have questions about bluebirds and robins coming back early and they fear that they're going to die because there's not enough food for them. But in fact, actually, bluebirds and robins are kind of close cousins because they're both members of the thrush family. And while these birds are typically largely insectivorous, they also take a fair amount of fruit. Berries that are left on the fruit trees or on the vines in the fall or or even staghorn sumac berries, which they're not crazy about, but they will eat them to survive. So there are always a few on the Christmas bird counts. And then in about May, uh, then we have a big rush of robins and bluebirds. Um, in this part of the country, we have eastern bluebirds, although there are mountain bluebirds out in the uh, mountainous areas of the west. And they are, I think, the most beautiful blue in the natural world. And there are western bluebirds that are, cover about the same uh, sort of territory. Uh, bluebird decline, eastern bluebird decline, began in this uh, last century, and by mid-century it reached a low of roughly 90%. That's, you know, only to have 10% left. That That's a real problem. The loss was largely due to nest site competition with starlings and house sparrows. And that continues today. Starlings and house sparrows are invasive birds. They are from Europe, and they are cavity nesters. And they will go into a cavity that has a bird nesting in it, and they will kill the bird along with the nestlings if they are there for nest site competition so that they can use that site. Also, probably the loss of native or natural nesting sites in dead snags. Uh, we lost a lot of that because we humans don't really like to see dead trees. We think we want our trees with leaves and needles on them. Um, I think hope we're getting past that so that we can leave a lot of snags up for these birds and woodpeckers and other birds that nest in uh in cavities. In more recent years, nest boxes, uh actually around the middle of the last century, nest boxes began to be popular. People would you would see them out on fence lines and you people would put them up in their yards if they had an open area and they did help bluebirds recover uh to some extent, never back to where they had been. More recently, with warm summers, that nest box, uh, served as a death trap for so many nesting bluebirds. So a man in Wisconsin named Frank Zern, I think he's probably passed by now. Um, I became acquainted with him about 35 years ago, and he designed a nest box called the Tree Branch Bluebird House, which we have used here on Charter Sanctuary for more than 25 years. And we have never lost a single nestling to heat stress. Depredation. Um, starlings can access a box, but we don't have as many of them, and the house sparrows, uh, we don't have very much anyway. We've had three to four nesting pairs around here for the last 26 years, and so that's a pretty remarkable statistic that we have never lost a bluebird to uh, either nest site competition or heat stress. And the older style boxes now do cause loss due to heat stress because uh, Mr. Zern conducted a scientific study on these two styles of boxes and in the upright box in both the upright box and his tree branch style he put calibrated thermocouples so he knew exactly what the temperatures were in each. So the temperature in the upright box rose 15 degrees I think above what uh, the ambient was so if the temperature was 92 degrees in the upright box it went to 107 degrees. Well at 106 degrees, the eggs become unviable, they, what they call addle, so they won't hatch. Or if there's nestlings, they will die of heat stress. In his box, the temperature only rose 2 degrees above ambient, So, therefore, no birds are lost due to heat stress. So that's probably why we've had such great success here. Um, I'd like for people also to know that although bluebirds typically feed their young caterpillars when they can find them, they will also feed other things like grasshoppers and they will feed spiders. Most birds will eat spiders and many of them will feed them to their young. So if people are armed with that information, maybe they can um, try to find ways that they can help the bluebirds too.
0: What's the best place to put one of these boxes to make it easiest for the bluebirds to use?
1: That's a good question. Uh, they typically like to breed in an open area like a meadow, or if you have a very large yard, they will use it. Um, you wouldn't want to put a nest box in a yard where you're using any kind of chemicals for your lawn to keep the insect population down. But if you have an open lawn where you don't use any chemicals, you and especially if you have trees or native plants that will host caterpillars, that would be a good place to put it. Or if you have a big field, um, you might put a number of them up tree swallows also love those boxes and they will nest in them it's not essential to put a pair up people talk about how we need to put a pair I don't know where that started but people think you need to put a pair of boxes up five feet apart but that's not typically true Um, There can be battles over uh, nest boxes if there aren't enough of them. So on Charter Sanctuary, when we bought it, um, we put like 40 nest boxes all over the open areas. And they weren't all used, but a lot of them were. So there were no fights then over the, the amount of housing because there was plenty of it.
0: So I've seen nest boxes usually around open fields, but is that the preferred habitat for bluebirds?
1: I think just any open area, especially an open area where, uh, you can put the nest box even close, closer, maybe to, a, to some, a tree line, and they will use that as long as the, as the opening doesn't face. The, if you're using the tree branch bluebird house, it doesn't matter which way you face the opening. And uh, if you face the opening into the field or meadow, they will use it there, and that might be a good place because there are probably going to be more insect reproduction there. Um, but they don't, they're not fussy about whether it's a meadow or a large yard or just a large open area that's just a fallow field. I don't think they're very fussy about that part of it.
0: Okay, you sent us the plans for the tree branch birdhouse, and we will put those on the Grand Traverse Outside website, but I'm wondering what else people need to know about using this besides just the design.
1: What if you're of- going to put the tree branch bluebird house up, don't, put it up with the old-style boxes still in the field or the meadow or wherever you're putting this new box. Because bluebirds have imprinted on the old style. It looks like a home to them, and the new box doesn't. But if you remove those old-style boxes and put them in the woods for chickadees or nuthatches, you can still use them. You don't have to throw them out. They have no other choice, but these long-branch boxes, they will use them. So you would, you would certainly want to do that. You wouldn't want to keep them both because then they will they will have, now the tree swallows will go to the new ones. They love those new ones. But the but the bluebirds just they're imprinted on that old box because they've been using it for, you know, 40, 50, 60 years and that's it's in their genetic makeup now to use that style.
0: So okay, you mentioned birds coming back to your reserve multiple times. I'm just wondering, like how long do bluebirds typically live?
1: Typically songbirds will come back the year after they were born or hatched and they will be ready to, they will be sexually mature by then so they can breed by then. And I think most songbirds will live somewhere between five and 10 years depending on, that's of course in nature, depending on the circumstances. So I think somewhere in there is about how long they live. I would say bluebirds maybe six, seven years, eight maybe. Um, Because they do come back here and they will go back to their natal grounds where they were hatched to, to nest.
0: Okay, thanks for giving us this report on bluebirds. Really appreciate the information and we'll look forward to talking to you next week. Okay, thank you so much. Grand Traverse Outside is a production of Traverse Area Community Media, a publicly funded organization that provides access to media for everyone. There is information about this episode and more at tacm.tv slash outside. Music for this episode was provided by Blue Dot Sessions. I'm Jim Muratsky. See you next time on Grand Traverse Outside.